0: Welcome to North Harbor podcast. If you are under the age of 18, you should not be listening to or watching this podcast. Beware, this podcast contains heavy spoilers for all things Wheel of Time.
1: If you are not comfortable with adult content, you should not be listening to or watching this podcast. Thank you. Hi! Welcome to North Harbor. I am your co-host, uh, Adelorna Sedai.
0: And I am Reese Sedai.
1: Uh, what episode are we on today?
0: Um, We are on, I'm really hoping, episode 59. 59. Also hoping, chapter 19.
1: Chapter 19! As In memory of. One.
0: see, is yeah. not here this week.
1: Yeah, she has been pulled away from the tower for this week's episode. She is following a cause that she very much believes she needs to be there for. So
0: we wish her all the best.
1: Yes, absolutely. And we will see her next week.
0: Mm -hmm. All right.
1: So if you think that it's okay to shame monster fuckers, this podcast is not for you. (laughs)
0: and on that note if you hear trollocs are coming and your first thought is to run this podcast is not for you (laughs) Yes,
1: i love it that is a great one okay
0: okay so we are on chapter 19 the choice of a patch Elaine found Bashir pacing on the east bank of the river. Riverbanks were among the few places that still felt alive to her. So much was lifeless these days. Trees that did not put forth leaves, grass that did not grow, animals that huddled in their dens and refused to move.
1: See? The dead fish fucking, that's not, no, we need some action, some movement.
0: You need flowing fish.
1: Exactly. Get with it.
0: Well, the rivers kept flowing.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, as they, they should.
0: Flow. <laughs> there is a sense of life to that, though the plants were dreary. The Algenia was one of those deceptively mighty rivers that looked placid from a distance, but could pull a woman under its surface until she drowned.
1: See, that's the kind of man everyone needs.
0: <laughs> a good man Something. is like a river,
1: exactly, okay. placid and calm on the surface, but when you get down to the real meat of it, they are just
0: gonna pull you. Yeah, down.
1: raging. Yes, thank you. I will take five. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we gotta recover from that. <laughs> all right she remembered uh she remembered Bryn making a lesson of that to Gawain once during a hunting trip they'd taken along it he'd been speaking to her too maybe to her primarily though he'd always been careful not to overstep overstep himself with the daughter air be careful of currents he'd said river currents are one of the most dangerous things under the light but only because men underestimate them i like these comments
1: yeah yes yes i mean you you would underestimate a placid river right just like some people underestimate placid women placid men, whatever and then underneath they're all fire and vigor yeah
0: yeah undercover freaks we love you Yes.
1: Yes. Some people only let their freak flag flag fly in the bedroom and that's fine.
0: Nothing wrong with that. Yes. Just put a sock on the door. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's see. The surface looks still because nothing is fighting it. Nothing wants to. The fish go along with it and men stay out of it. All except the fools who think to prove themselves
1: hmm hmm
0: hmm Elaine stepped down to the rocky bank toward Bashir. Her guards stayed behind. Birgitta wasn't with them this just now. She was seen to the archer Archer company's miles downriver, where they were busy pounding the trollocs, building rafts to get across the river.
1: You know, every trollic deserves a good pounding.
0: hmm Yeah. Birgitta, that's a great one. Oh, that is
1: a great one. Mm. Yes.
0: honor right there. (laughs) Uh, Her archers and Talmana's dragons were doing an outstanding job of reducing the Trolloc numbers there, but it was still only a matter of time before their vast army would pour across the Algania. Elaine had pulled her forces out of Andor a week before.
1: It's always a shame to pull out. It It is, yeah.
0: She and Bashir had been pleased with their progress until they had discovered the trap. Oh
1: You know, sometimes a trap is a pleasant surprise.
0: That's right. You never know.
1: Yes. They just must they their tastes are different. Traps
0: Yes. It's preference. It is. (laughs) Amazing, isn't it? she asked, stepping up beside Bashir, who stood at the river's bank. Bashir glanced at her and nodded. We don't have anything like it at home. <laughs> what of the Aranel? It doesn't grow this big until outside of Saldea.
1: <laughs> Are we talking shit about Saldean dick? Is that what we're doing now?
0: <laughs> I am offended. As a Saldean, I am offended. Or or maybe we're trashing non-Saldean women or Saldean women since, you know, it can't I, grow until they're out of there.
1: Uh, oh, oh, that's even worse. That is a little worse. Lorna is from, from Saldea.
0: Let's not. <laughs> I can't be it then. That's not it. Scratch no, that. No, I can't delete be. it. Whoever's editing <laughs> this, cut it. You know who you are. <laughs> this is almost like an ocean settled right here, dividing bank from bank. It makes me smile thinking of how the Aiel must have regarded it after crossing the spine. The two of them were silent for a time. How bad is it? Elaine finally asked. Bad, Bashir said. I should have realized, Burn Me. I should have seen. You can't plan for everything, Bashir. Pardon, he said, but that is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's one of the coordinators of the last battle orgy, so... Yeah. yeah. I mean, you kind of got to plan for your contingencies,
0: i mean somebody has to have a backup yeah
1: yeah (laughs) a backup yes (laughs)
0: okay let's see their march eastward from brainwood had gone according to plan burning the bridges across the erin and the algania they had taken out large numbers of trollocs trying to cross after them Elaine was now on the road that went upriver to the city of Carrion. Bashir and planned had planned to set up their final confrontation with the Trollocs in hills along the road that lay twenty leagues south of Carrion. The shadow had outthought them. Scouts had spotted a second army of Trollocs just to the north of their current position, marching east, heading towards the city of Carrion itself. Elaine had stripped that city of defenders to fill out her own army.
1: (laughs) I mean, sometimes you gotta strip things in order to make things more interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was gotta you know mix it up. Now the city was filled only with refugees and was crowded as as had been. Everybody's taking a break. Yep. Back and see action, guys. Come on now. (laughs) How did they do it? She asked. Those Trollocs couldn't have come down from Tarwin's Gap.
1: (laughs) No. I mean. You know. That would be a long way to come. (laughs) Very.
0: (laughs) I don't care how many Trollocs you got.
1: Uh, Right? (laughs)
0: Well, and Bashir agrees with us. There Mm -hmm. hasn't been enough time for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There really hasn't. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, another way gate, she asked. Perhaps, Bashir said, perhaps not. How then, she asked. Where did the army come from? That army of Trollocs was almost close enough to knock on the city gates light. Mm Mm-hmm. I made the mistake of thinking like a human, Bashir said. I accounted for trolloc marching speed, but not for how the Mirdrell might push them. Foolish mistake.
1: Mm, Yeah. I mean you always have to to consider people pushing others. Yeah.
0: Those doms can really move things. They can move things along.
1: Yeah, they sure can.
0: The army in the woods must have split in two, with half taking the northeastern route through the woods towards Carrion. It's the only thing I can think of. We've been moving as quickly as we can, Elaine said. How could they have overtaken us?
1: You know... (laughs) Big strong trollics tend to do that. That's yeah. quite easy for them. Are they
0: really moving as fast as they could?
1: I mean, like... we've discussed before how Elaine is kind of a brat. So <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, they caught me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. sighs>
0: um We've been moving as quickly as we can, Elaine said. How could they have overtaken us? Her army had glory holes. Mm-hmm. She couldn't move everyone through them, as she didn't have enough channelers to hold glory holes for long periods. However, she could move supply carts, the wounded, and camp followers through. That let them march at the speed of trained soldiers.
1: Yep, it sure so she did a
0: lot through those glory holes
1: though. yeah it is it is that's that's a lot through the glory holes and the wounded people get the glory holes i mean i guess yeah okay all right all right they do have to kind of maintain stationary positions if, if they're wounded so i guess they get the glory holes and everybody else just has to like bump and grind that's right.
0: <laughs> the rest of you work yes <clears throat> We've moved as quickly as we could safely, Bashir said. A human commander would never have pushed his forces into such a terrible march. The terrain they went through had to have been awful. The rivers they had to cross, the forests, the wetlands, light. They must have lost a thousand Trollocs to fatigue during such a march. That's a shame.
1: That is a shame. Mm -hmm.
0: The Fades risked it, and now they have us in a pincer. The city could be destroyed as well. Elaine fell silent. I won't let that happen, she finally said. Not again. Not if we can prevent it.
1: I mean, I don't know. I'd like to be destroyed by a (laughs) trollic. Sounds like that would be some fun.
0: That's fair. That's fair. fair. sounds like uh do we have a choice is the next one here so
1: <laughs> you know well, there's elaine always thinks, choice it yes, always needs elaine to be central. Yes. but <laughs>
0: yes elaine said bashir you're one of the greatest military minds the land has known you have resources that no man has ever had before the dragons the kinswomen oh gear willing to fight in battle You can make this work. I know you can.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You show surprising faith in me for someone you have known a very short time. Ram trusts you, Elaine said. Even during the dark times, Bashir, when he would look at every second person around him with darkness in his eyes, he trusted you. Mm -hmm. Bashir seemed troubled. There is a way. What is it? We march and hit the Trollocs near Carrion as quickly as we can. They're tired. They have to be. If we could beat them quickly before the horde of the to the south reaches us, we may have a chance.
1: Nice. Okay.
0: That's what we call hit it and quit it.
1: Yes, that is a hit it and quit it.
0: <laughs> it will be difficult. The northern force probably wants to seize the city, then use it against us. As the southern Trollocs arrive. Could we open glory holes into the city and hold it? hmm I doubt it, Bashir said. Not with, ch- with channelers as tired as these. Beyond that, we need to destroy the northern Trollocs. Not just hold them.
1: Okay, alright, no cuddles, destruction. Got it. We need to wreck them. Yeah.
0: If we give them time to rest, they will recover from their march, be joined by the Trollocs from the south, then use dreadlords to rip open Carrion like an overripe apple.
1: Mm. I mean, okay, there are some people out there who enjoy the ripping open thing, but I do not. That's not a thing for yeah. me. You can take that and keep it and be happy with it, and I'll be over here with my non-rippage.
0: Same. <laughs> yeah. Um, No, Elaine. We have to attack and crush that northern army while it is weak. Only then could we possibly hold against the southern one. If we fail, the two will smash us between them.
1: I mean, a fucking trollic sandwich sounds (laughs) sounds nice. I mean, I guess she doesn't doesn't like that,
0: but sounds like the monster mash.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. Please and thank you. Oh,
0: it was I would like to order five smash. of those. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is the risk we must take, Elaine said. Make your plans, Bashir. We'll make them work.
1: Yes. I mean, you got to work with what you have. Exactly. Yep.
0: All right. Egwene stepped into Teleron Riyadh. The world of dreams had always been dangerous, unpredictable. Lately, it was even more so. The grand city of Tyr reflected strangely in the dream. The buildings weathered as if by a hundred years of storms. The city walls were now little more than ten feet high, their tops rounded and smooth, blown by the wind. Buildings inside had worn, leaving foundations and lumps of weathered stones. Chilled by the sight, Egwene turned toward the stone. It at least stood as it had, tall, strong, unchanged mm-hmm. by the weathering of the winds that comforted her.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so she does. She likes consistency.
0: She does, she likes that, that to withstand the storm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a good saddle. And a good saddle. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a good saddle. She sent herself into its heart. The wise ones waited for her. That, too, was comforting. Even in this time of change and tempest, they were solid, like the stone itself. Amis, Bear, and and Malayne waited for her. She overheard part of their conversation before they noticed her. I saw it just as she did, Bear was saying. Though it was my own descendants who lent me their eyes, I think we will all see it now. If we return the third time, it should be required. Three visits, Malayne said. That brings change indeed. We still do not know if the second visit will show this or the previous vision. Conscious of her eavesdropping, Egwene cleared her throat. They turned toward her, immediately falling silent. I did not mean to intrude, Egwene said, walking among the columns and joining them. It is nothing, Bear said. We should have guarded our our tongues. We were the ones to invite you here to meet us after all.
1: (laughs) I mean, guarding your tongue?
0: I don't know. I I kind (laughs) of like it when it goes a little bit more wild and free.
1: But, you know, maybe that's just me.
0: Some prefer a tame tongue, I'm sure.
1: I'm sure some people do. Then people would not be me.
0: (laughs) It is good to see you, Egwene Alvier. Elaine said, smiling with affection. The woman looked so far along in her pregnancy, she must be close to delivering. From reports, your army gains much G. Mm. We do well, Egwene said, settling herself on the floor with them. You shall have your own chance, Malayne. The Karakarn delays, Amis said, frowning. The spears grow impatient. We should be moving against Sightblinder. He mm. likes to prepare and plan, Gwen said. She hesitated. I cannot remain with you long. I have a meeting with him later today. Plans are good.
1: Mm-hmm. Plans are good. You know, some spontaneity is required every now and again, at least by me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, plans are plans are nice. Plans are solid.
0: As long as you don't, like, overplan it.
1: Right over planning gets me. I can't do it. I, no. No, thank you.
0: You never get to the event if you keep playing.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, a balance is required. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I agree. So she has the meeting with him later today. Uh, about what? Bear asked, leaning forward, curious. I don't know, Aguin said. I found a letter from him on the f- on the floor of my tent. He said he wanted to see me, but not as dragon in Amerlin, as old friends tell him that he must not dally bear said
1: <laughs> ah bear i know
0: <laughs> but here there is something we need to speak of with you what is it egwain asked curious have you seen anything like this malaine said concentrating on the floor between them the rocks split with cracks she was imposing her will upon the world of dreams, creating something specific for Egwene to see. And it's crack.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> some cracks are decent. But I think this one is filled with darkness and yuck.
0: Yeah, although yeah. it is technically like a butt rock, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Not a, I mean, not a pretty one. No. We're not going to meme it or anything, but it is. No. Literally.
1: Butt rock. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> At first, she was confused. Cracks in the rock? Of course, she had seen cracks in rock before. <laughs> <laughs> hmm <laughs> A lot of crack. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. She's
1: seen some crack in her time. <laughs>
0: And with the earthquakes striking the land so often recently, they were probably becoming even more common. There was something distinctive about these. Egwene leaned forward and found that the crack seemed to em- seemed to empty into nothing—a deep blackness, unnaturally so.
1: Deep, huh? Okay, all right. It's a deep crack. <laughs>
0: What is it, Egwene asked. Our people report seeing these, Emiss said softly. Those fighting in Andor and those in the Blasted Lands with Randall Thor. They appear like fractures in the pattern itself. They remain dark like that for a few moments, then fade, leaving behind ordinary cracks. So
1: people are seeing special cracks. Okay, all right.
0: It is a very dangerous sign, Bear said. We sent one of ours to ask at the borderlands where Landman Dragoran fights. It appears the cracks are most common there. They appear more frequently where the Dreadlords fight, he said. And mm-hmm. they use the weave known as Balefire. Balefire. Egwene stared at that darkness, shivering. Balefire weakens the pattern. During the War of Power, even the Forsaken grew to fear using it. At least they unraveled the pattern of or the world itself. We must spread the word to all of our allies, Amis said. We must not use this weave. It is formi- forbidden of Aes Sedai already, Gwyn said, but I will make it known that nobody is to consider breaking that rule. Mm-hmm. That is wise, Melaine said. For people with so many rules for themselves, I have found that the Aes Sedai are very proficient in ignoring guidelines if their <laughs> situation allows it.
1: <laughs> yes, I am so guilty of that.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs>
1: that is also a brat thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I just can't. Doesn't sound like I said. (laughs) Must be mistaken.
1: (laughs) Must be mistaken. No way. No possible way.
0: We trust our women, Egwene said. (laughs) Yep.
1: More or less.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The oath rod holds them.
1: They hold it. They certainly do.
0: Otherwise, their own wisdom must guide them. Um, okay. That's kind of where I have an issue.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That, but, yes.
0: That's where we run into trouble. But you know what? I guess we will allow others to use their own wisdom to find their way in the last orgy.
1: Yes. I mean, as long as the wisdom is consenting. <laughs>
0: If Maureen had not been willing to bend this rule, Perrin would be dead. As would Matt, had Brand not ignored the rule. But I will speak to the women. Bellfire bothered her. Not that it existed or did what it did. It was uniquely dangerous. And yet, what was it Perrin had said to her in the dream? It's only another weave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seemed unfair that the shadow should have access to such a weapon as this, one that unraveled the pattern as it was used. How would they fight it? How could they counter it? This is not the only reason we sent to you, Egwene Alvier, Melaine said. You have seen the changes to the world of dreams? Egwene nodded. The storm grows worse here. We will not be visiting here often in the future, Emise said. We have made the decision. And despite our complaints about him, the Karakarn does prepare his armies to move, and will not be long before we march with him to the Shadow's own hold. The Shadow's own hold? Yeah. Egwene nodded slowly. So this is it? I'm proud of you, girl, Amice said. Amis, tough as rocks, Amice, looked teary eyed. They rose and Egwene embraced them one at a time. Light, shelter you, Amis, Melaine, Bar. Bear. <laughs> I have trouble with Bayar and Bear. They like switch in my head when I go to say them.
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: That's what I'm working with right now. So, <laughs> so light, shelter you, Amis, Melaine, Bear, Egwene. <laughs> Give my love to the others. It will be done, Egwene Alvier, Bear said. May you find water and shade, now and always. One by one, they faded from tear. Egwene took a deep breath, looking upward. The building groaned like a ship in a tempest. The building enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, this (laughs) sure did.
0: (laughs) The rock itself seemed to shift around her. She had loved this place not the stone but tellaran it had taught her so much but she knew as she prepared to leave that it was like a river in a dangerous flood familiar and loved it might be but she could not risk herself here not while the white tower needed her and farewell to you old friend she said to the air until i dream again she let herself wake Gawain waited beside the bed as usual.
1: <laughs> Good saddle.
0: Good saddle. <laughs> they were back in the tower. Egwene fully dressed in the chamber near her study. It was not yet evening, but the request for from the wise one was not something she had wished to ignore. He's here, Gawain said quietly, glancing at the door to her study. Then let us meet him, Egwene said. She prepared herself, rising, smoothing her skirt. She nodded to Gawain, and they stepped out and went to meet the dragon reborn. Rand smiled when he saw her, and waited inside with two maidens she did not know. "'What is this about?' Egwene asked tiredly, convincing me to break the seals. "'You've grown cynical,' Ran noted. "'The last two times we met,' Egwene said. "'You pointedly tried to infuriate me. Am I not to expect it again?' (laughs) i'm not trying to infuriate you rand said look here he pulled something from his pocket a hair ribbon he held it out to her you always look forward to being able to braid your hair so now you imply i'm a child wayne asked
1: (laughs) mm -hmm. these two they're always just can't
0: They just take each other the worst way possible. It's like, oh my god.
1: Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) What? No! Ranside, Light Egwene, I want to make amends. You're like a sister to me. I never had siblings, or at least the one I have doesn't know me. I only have you. Please, I'm not trying to rile you. For a moment, he seemed just as he had long ago an innocent boy, Ernest. Egwene let her frustration melt away. Rand, I'm busy. We are busy. There isn't time for things like this. Your armies are impatient. Their time will soon come, Rand said.
1: Mm, Yes, it will.
0: Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't finish the line. Let me reread this. Their time will soon come, Rand said, growing harder.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no? <laughs> yes, that's that, that perfectly rounds that one out. <laughs>
0: it's a nice finish, I would say. hmm Before this, though, they will wonder why they were so eager, and will look with longing at these restful days of waiting. He still held the ribbon in his hand, forming a fist. I just, I didn't want to go to my fight with our last meeting having been an argument even if it was an important one. Oh, Rand, Egwene said. She stepped forward, taking the ribbon. She embraced him. Light, he'd been difficult to deal with lately. But she'd thought the same thing about her parents on occasion. I support you. It doesn't mean I'm going to do as you say with the seals, but I do support you. Egwene released Rand. She would not be teary-eyed. Even if it did seem like this last, like a last parting for them. Wait, Gowen said, sibling? You have a sibling? I like how he breaks the moon. He's great.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I am the son of Tigraine, Rand said, shrugging, born after she went to the Waste and became a maiden. Gowan looked stunned, though Egwene had figured this out ages ago.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. Gowan for you. Yeah. He's just got, he's a golden retriever of a man. Uh, yeah. Ball was behind
0: your back the whole time, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Gowan looked stunned, though, Gwen had figured this out ages ago. You are Galad's brother? Gowan asked. Half brother, Rand said. Not that it would probably mean much to a white cloak. We had the same mother, his father, like yours was go but mine was an Aiel. I think G- Galad would surprise you, gavin said softly, but Elaine...
1: <laughs> no, not related. No.
0: <laughs> go step by step here, buddy. Yep. <laughs> not to tell you your own family history, but Elaine is not related to me. <laughs> Rand turned to Egwene. May I see them, the seals, before I go to Shia I would look upon them one last time. I promise not to do anything with them. Reluctantly, she fished them from the pouch at her waist, where she often kept them. Gawain still looked stunned, still looking stunned, walked to the window and pushed it open, letting light into the room. The white tower felt still, silent, Its armies were gone. Its masters at war. At the orgy. They
1: are. Mm -hmm. You need masters at the orgy.
0: That's Mm -hmm. right. She unwrapped the first seal and handed it to Rand. She would not give all of them at once. Just in case. She did trust his word. It was Rand after all, but just in case. (laughs) Rand held up the seal, staring at it, as if seeking wisdom in that sinuous line. "'I crafted these,' he whispered. "'I made them to never break, but I knew as I did it, they would eventually fail. Eventually, everything fails when he touches it.' Egwene hefted another of the seals, holding it gingerly. It would not do to break the thing by accident. She Mm -hmm. kept them wrapped in the pouch stuffed with cloth. She worried about breaking them while carrying them, but Moraine had indicated that Egwene would break them.
1: I mean, yeah, Yeah. she's going to have to.
0: She, She felt that was foolish, but the words she had read, the things Moraine had said, well, if the moment did come to break them, Egwene would need to have them at hand. And so she carried them. Carried with her the potential death of the world itself. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: No big deal, no big deal.
1: Mm -hmm. NBD, (sighs) nope.
0: Rand suddenly went as white as a sheet. Egwene, he said, this does not fool me. What doesn't? He looked at her. This is a fake. Please, it is all right. Tell me the truth. You made a copy and gave it to me.
1: Fake orgasms suck. Anyway, continue.
0: <laughs> it is. It's a problem affecting so many Americans. And you know, some
1: men try to fake it too. Like, I don't know how they do that or why they would do that, but it's... some do.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: That's a thing. It's kind of hard to fake. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh huh. But hey, you do you. Uh,
1: Yep, different strokes for different folks. No shame (laughs) to my game or anybody else's game for that that matter.
0: That's right. That's right. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Uh, What? Egwene snatched it from his hand. Sorry, I saw snatch and just had to like read it.
1: Do you know what? Sometimes snatch does that to me too. Uh (laughs) You're welcome.
0: Feeling it, she sensed nothing wrong. How can you be sure? I made them, Ran said. I know my handiwork. <laughs> that is not one of the seals. It is light. Someone took them. I've had these with me each moment since you gave them to me, Egwene said. Then it happened before, Ran whispered. I didn't look at them over. Carefully after I fetched them. He knew, somehow, where I put them. Taking the other one from her, he shook his head. It's not real either. He took the third, nor this one. He looked at her. He has the McWayne. He's stolen them back somehow. The dark one holds the keys to his own prison. Goosebumps, For much of Matt's life, he had wished that people would not look at him so much. They gave him frowns at the trouble he had ostensibly caused. Trouble that really was not his fault. And glances of disapproval when he walked about completely innocent, trying his best to be pleasant.
1: Oh, brats.
0: <laughs> Every boy felt to pie now and then. <laughs> Sorry, let me reread that. Every boy filched a cream pie now and then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no harm in it. It was practically expected.
1: Yeah, come on.
0: I think, I mean, especially at the last orgy. Yes. <laughs> Normal life had been harder for Matt than for other boys for no good reason. Everyone had watched him extra carefully. Heron could have stolen cream pies all day. And people <laughs> would have just smiled at him. Yes. Yes.
1: Oh, I love it. That fits so much. Oh my god. <sighs> mm.
0: Matt, they came at with a broom.
1: <laughs> you gotta accept your punishment. <laughs>
0: when he entered a place to dice he drew looks people watched him as they would watch a cheater though he never was or with envy in their eyes yes he he had always figured that not being watched would be a grand situation a cause for real celebration (laughs) now he had it And it made him sick. That's just that just remind just that line just reminds me of those like clickbait articles that are like, and when they saw what it was, they called the cops. Like that's what it makes me think of. Now that he had it, it made him sick.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. I am here for it.
0: You can look at me. Matt protested. Really? Burn you? It's all right. (laughs) My my eyes would be lowered, the serving woman said as she piled fabric on the low table against the wall. (laughs) Your Your eyes are already lowered. They're staring at the bloody floor, aren't they? I want you to raise them. The Shang-Chan continued her work. she was of pale <laughs> skin with freckles under her eyes, not too bad to look at, though he was more in favor of darker shades these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He still would not have minded if this girl showed him a smile. How could he talk to a woman if he could not try to make her smile? <laughs> How dare you have a real conversation, oh my God, Oh no. <laughs> Mm
1: -hmm.
0: a few other servants entered eyes downcast carrying other folds of fabric matt stood in what were apparently his chambers at the palace they were more numerous than he would ever need perhaps talmanis and some of the band could move in with him and keep the place from feeling so empty Mm -hmm. call your team
1: Call your team yeah Mm -hmm. get your posse (laughs)
0: <laughs> Matt sauntered over to the window Below in the Mulhara, an army organized. It was going to take longer than he wanted Galgan, Matt had only met the man briefly and he did not trust the fellow, no matter what Tuan said about his assassins not being intended to succeed <laughs> He was gathering the Shanshan forces from the border but too slowly he worried about losing on the plane with the with- withdrawal. Well, he had better listen to reason. Matt had little reason to like the man already, but if he delayed like this... Honored one? the serving girl asked. Matt turned, raising an eye- eyebrow. Several dachavelles entered in the, with the last of the fabric, and Matt found himself blushing. They hardly wore any clothing at all. And what they did wear was transparent. <laughs> I like
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Very nice.
0: He could look, though, could he not? Mm. They would not wear clothing like that if a man was not supposed to look. <laughs> what would Tuan think? She doesn't own me, Matt thought, determined. I will not be husbandly. <laughs> <laughs> Rat. Nobody expected that of you, Matt.
1: No, not a single person. Not even two on.
0: <laughs> no, no, probably her least. She's like, ah. yeah, <laughs> should have let the Eliminator have him, anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the freckled servant, she was Sojin, half of her head shaved, gestured towards a person who had entered behind the ducal veil, a middle-aged woman with her dark hair in a bun. None of her head shaved. She was squat, shaped kind of like a bell, with a grandmotherly air. The newcomer nice. expected him. Finally, someone who would look at him. If only her face did not have the expression of one studying horses at the market. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> like his descriptions of people, it's like,
1: Come on, Matt. Come on.
0: (laughs) Don't talk in public, okay?
1: (laughs) Right? Can't take you anywhere.
0: (laughs) Black for his new station, the woman said, clapping her hands once. Green for his heritage. A deep forest. In moderation. Someone bring me a variety of eye patches and someone else burn that hat.
1: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) what matt exclaimed servants swarmed around him picking at his clothes wait now what is this (laughs) your new regalia honored one the woman said i am nata and i will be your personal tailor (laughs) you aren't burning my hat matt said try and we'll bloody see if you can fly from four stories up do you understand (laughs) me?
1: needed a good argument
0: (laughs) the woman hesitated yes honored one do not burn his clothing keep it safe should it be needed (laughs) she seemed doubtful it ever would be (laughs) Matt opened his mouth to complain further and then one of the dacoville opened a box jewelry shone inside of it Mm -hmm. Rubies, emeralds, fire drops, Matt's breath caught in his throat. There was a fortune in there. There's a fortune caught in his throat.
1: No, that's, you know, yes, sometimes that can seem like that.
0: <laughs> the real fortune right there. Yeah, certainly is. <laughs> she was so, he was so stunned that he almost did not notice that the servants were undressing him. They pulled out his shirt, and Matt let them. Although he held on to his scarf, he was not bashful. The blush on his cheeks had nothing to do with his trousers being taken off. He was just surprised (laughs) at the jewelry.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's That's all. Mm Mm-hmm. God, he's such a brat. (laughs) I just can't.
0: (laughs) Then one of the young dacovale reached for Matt's small clothes. You'd be real funny without fingers. <laughs> Matt crowd. The dacovale looked up, his eyes widening, face paling. He immediately looked down again, bowing and backing away. <laughs> Matt was not bashful, but the small clothes were far enough. <laughs> Nada clicked her tongue. Her servants began draping Matt in fine cloth, black and deep green, so dark it was nearly black itself. We shall tailor your outfits for military expression, court attendance, private function, and civic appearances. It, no, Matt said, military only. But we're at the bloody last orgy, woman. Mm -hmm, If mm -hmm. we survive this... You can make me a bloody feast day cap. Until then, (coughs) we're at orgy. Yes. And I don't need anything else. (laughs) (laughs) She nodded. (laughs) Matt reluctantly stowed with his arms out to the sides, letting them drape him in fabric, taking measurements. If he had to put up with this business of being called Honored One and Highness, then he could at least make certain he was dressed in a reasonable way. (laughs)
1: <laughs> little does he know
0: <laughs> in truth he had been growing tired of the same old clothing there did not seem to be much lace used by the shanshin ch- tailor which was a shame mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but Matt did not want to correct her in doing her job <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god like i keep i keep re going over things that matt has done or said and i'm like how did i not pick up on this from the beginning
0: i know he's such a brat and what's funny is like i always like he's such a fun character i always enjoyed him but i always like felt bad enjoying him because like every time it's like (laughs) like
1: it's funny but it's like
0: you're such an asshole man Oh. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. He could not complain about every little thing. Nobody liked a complainer. Least of all, Matt. I feel like you could read that sentence differently, and it would still make sense. Yeah. (laughs) As they dealt with the measurements, a servant approached with a small velvet-lined case displaying a variety of patches. He hesitated, considering... Some were marked with gemstones, others painted with designs. That one, he said, pointing at the least ornamented patch, simple black with only two small rubies, cut thin and long, set in the right and left edges of the patch opposite one another. They fitted it on him and the other servants finished measuring. That done, the tailor had her servants dress him in in a costume she had brought. I like that they call it a costume. hmm Apparently, he was not going to be allowed back to his old clothing while he waited for his new outfits to be tailored. The clothing started off simple enough. A silk robe, of fine weave. Matt would have preferred trousers, but the robe was comfortable. However, they overlaid it with a larger, stiffer robe. It was also silk of dark green, every inch of it embroidered with scrollwork patterns. The sleeves were large enough to trot a horse through, and they (laughs) felt heavy and bulky. Mm -hmm. I thought I said to give me warrior's clothing, he said. This is a ceremonial warrior's uniform for a member of the Imperial family, Highness, Nada (laughs) said. Many will see you as an outsider, and though nobody would question your loyalty, it would be well for our soldiers to see you as Prince of Raven's first in an outlander second. Would you agree? I suppose, Matt said. The servants continued, buckling an ornate girdle and placing forearm bands of the same design on his arms inside the large sleeves. That was all right, Matt supposed, as the girdle pulled it in the waist of the clothing and kept it from feeling quite so bulky. Unfortunately, the next piece of clothing was the most ridiculous of all. The stiff, <laughs> pale piece of cloth fitted onto his shoulders it draped down his front and back like a tabard the sides open but they flared out to the sides a good foot each making him seem seem inhumanly wide (laughs) now I understand that bell description (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) oh man They were like shoulder plates from heavy armor, only made of cloth. Here now, Matt said, this isn't a kind of trick you play on a fellow just because he's new, is it? (laughs) Trick, honored one? she asked. You can't really... Matt trailed off as someone passed outside his door, another commander. The man was wearing a costume not unlike Matt's, though not as ornate, and with shoulders not quite as wide. Not imperial family armor, but ceremonial armor for one of the blood. Still, it was almost as lavish. The man stopped and bowed to Matt, then continued on his way. Burn me, Matt said. Natta clapped the servants, and the servants began draping Matt in gemstones. They chose mostly rubies, which made Matt uncomfortable. (laughs) That had to be a coincidence, did it not? He did not know what he thought of being covered in all of these gemstones. Perhaps he could sell them. Actually, if he could put these on a gambling table, he could probably end up owning all of Ebudar. <laughs> but Tuan already owns it, mm-hmm. he realized. And I married her. It sank in that he was rich. Really rich. Mm-hmm. Aww, that's happy ending.
1: Yeah. I mean, other than the one on the massage table. Right, right.
0: (laughs) He sat there, letting them lacquer his fingernails as he considered what this all meant. Oh, he had not needed to worry about money for some time as he could always gamble for more. This was different. If he already had everything, what point was there to gambling? This did not sound like much fun. Oh Matt's there for the chase.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean there are other things to gamble with, you know, the assassin.
0: That's right. (laughs) People were not supposed to give you things like this. You were supposed to find a way to come to them yourself, by (laughs) wits, luck, or skill. Burn me, Matt said, lowering his arms to his side as the lacquering finished. I'm a bloody nobleman. He sighed, plucking his hat from the hands of a startled servant who was walking past with his old clothing and (laughs) set it on his head. (laughs) Honored one, Nada said, please forgive my forwardness, but it is my place to advise on fashion if you please. That hat looks particularly out of place with that uniform. Who cares, Matt said. (laughs) (laughs) Marching out of the room. He almost had to go out of the door sideways. (laughs) If I'm going to look ridiculous, I might as well do it in style. Someone point me toward our flaming generals are meeting. I need to figure out how many troops we have. (laughs) Nice. That is chapter 19.
1: Nice. Yes. Thank you for reading.
0: You're welcome.
1: Yes. Okay. So we have decided that this week it's going to be a Lini quote. And because Reese Sadai was not with us while we were doing our Lini quotes, we are picking her favorite one.
0: All right. I will go with this one. When you ask questions, then you have to hear the answers. Whether you want to or not.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Very astute. I enjoy that one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of North Harbor Podcast. I am Adelona Sadai.
0: And I'm Reese Sadai.
1: And we'll see you next week.
0: Bye. Bye.